this is stupid, and this is what fucking pissed me off about this chapter. Because they pretend like it's a happy fucking chapter, but it's fucking stupid, and everything that is fucking said in this chapter is fucking stupid. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, starring your host, Nate. Thank you for joining me, as always. Just kidding. My brother here, Zach, is also with me. He's shaking his head. He's going to refuse to be a part of this now. If you have joined me before... What up, I'm Zach? <laughs> Fuck this guy. I can't let him host it alone, otherwise we'll get nothing done. Then it's brother without manners, and that just doesn't sound good. Yeah, no, that's weird. Yeah. Anyway, if you joined us before, you know we're full spoiler. Thank you for coming back. If you haven't, we are full spoiler. Thank you for coming. There's That's a, it. There's a fruit fly, and I, I lost concentration. That thing, I, I told you it was going to come be close, and I was going to kill it. But <laughs> Just grab it and squeeze. Anyway, monster. So yeah, we like to talk about uh, Song of Ice and Fire here. I almost said a game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, I saw that. That was shit. good. Good catch. And so, uh, if you haven't read, yeah, go away and read the series. Come back, and we'll still be here, and you can join us. And then you can write in and send us inductees because we love hearing your thoughts on it. Last episode, we were reading Tyrion Ten. Yeah, and I actually wanted to make one oh. quick little announcement. Uh, 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 at the top uh, of announcement the at the top of the episode. Uh, this episode is out today. I believe today is the day. This episode is out today. The day they're hearing it yes, is well, the day. Yes, well, on the well, same day, day right, the same day that this episode comes out, as far as I'm aware, there should be a special episode also released on the same day Uh-oh. from all the way over, in, well, it's not that far away, it's just over on the Isle of Faces. It's a hop, skip, and yeah. a skirt. and so the Sporkle Spectacular episode from the Isle of Faces at Sir Joe Buckley uh, is also out today where we do some trivia, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Nate and I go head-to-head answering some questions about the last closing uh, chapters of A Clash of Kings, the book we're currently on. And closing we, sentences. We do chapters. closing sentences, and we get tripped up on some. Some we know right away. It's a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Of course, Sir Buckley is the most gracious of hosts, and we had a great time. So just- go, yeah, check out his episodes. Listen, he he, he does a, uh, a reread as well. The Valar reread is Scraps and Scrolls, and it is a lot of fun. He does multiple chapters per episode. Um, he does very well-researched episodes. Yeah, and, and we, we just love him. He's a friend of the podcast, and... Go check out everything he does. He also, uh, we had an interview with him for his yeah, Great Castles of Westeros but... book. Uh, so check that out as well. But as well yeah, as look forward book. to that episode that we're appearing on, and it was a lot of fun. We're not going to tell you who wins because you have to listen to it. That's for the that. fun of it. But yes, anyway. last episode we, we were joining us. We were reading Tyrion Ten. Tyrion Ten. And so he was kind of dealing with the aftermath of the bread riots as well as what's happened in the city since then. It hasn't yeah. gotten much better. He has learned of the plans to send Tommen off to. Rosby, yep, and he makes plans to intercept Tommen and see him brought there. there. Yeah, yeah make sure that that goes through because that's a good plan. it keeps him safe. If Stannis takes the city and does execute Joffrey, there is still a quote unquote Baratheon to hold and fight for the claim right on the throne. And then Tyrion goes and visits his lady Shay, and they argue, as did we, mm-hmm. about uh, Shay's what Shay wants versus what Tyrion wants. And Tyrion wants to try to bring her into the castle, into the kitchens, to bring him, uh, bring her closer. She wants more. She wants to be his lady in public. Uh, she wants the limelight with him, if you will. Great song. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, they argue about it. He slaps her. And she, you think that's the moment where she yeah. sort of hardens her heart to him and decides, okay, now I'm in it to fuck this guy. But 
there's definitely a shift in the dynamic. Yeah, As yeah. Varys shows up, she immediately sees through Varys's disguise, and which you saw as something a little shifty that she's capable of pulling something like that off. Certainly raised a red flag that she may seem. I a think it's bigger where player. I, I think it's more of just the the line of work those people are good and accustomed at seeing past the exterior and somehow picking up on that. Yeah. Who knows what it actually is, but um, Varys gives the news that. Penrose Storm, is Storm, dead. Yeah. Storm, Storm's end. Storm's end. Storm's end. Courtney Penrose has killed himself, supposedly, leapt from a tower. Yep. This leads to a very fun conversation about magic and the old powers, and Varys finally revealing what happened when he had his man parts taken. If he had his man parts taken. Truth. Nobody's actually checked, huh? I haven't. Nobody's for damn sure. I know I haven't. So, anyway, that kind of gets left there. Tyrion makes a little speech in his head about why the people are crazy. Oh, no, he says it to Varys. Oh, he does say it out Yeah, he just laughs at all that remains. is He's the only one who's actually trying to fight to save the city. Cersei... All the rest yeah. of them are all Robert, fighting Renly, for themselves you know. in their own power, and everyone hates Tyrion, but he's the only one who's yeah. actually fighting and keeping, as he says, the chaos at bay. And that's where we left with However, Tyrion. However, this episode we are reading Catelyn. Catelyn and so last, last, laughed, laughed, laughed. I can't wow. really apparently get this word last out. Last we left Catelyn, she was right where she is now in River Run, not really doing a whole lot. No, Just a lot she's... of introspection here. And we were talking about it. Um, yeah, this, say it right up front, man. Yeah, say it, get this, it out here. This, this Catelyn 6 chapter, I didn't really like much. Uh, I think it's the first, the first one in this book that I in didn't. In this series, because there wasn't in a time series, in, in yeah. Thrones, uh, Game and of Thrones at all where you said Let me it. preface by saying me not liking doesn't mean it's. I think it's garbage. I obviously see a lot of significant things in here that we'll talk about. But for me... Cat is getting stale. It's it's a lot of rehashing the same things. And I get it. She's got some PTSD after the Renly thing, because who the fuck wouldn't? But we'll talk about it. But yeah, she so she's kind of dealing with post-Renly's death, that with Brienne. Uh, Rob isn't at River Run currently. Edmure means to meet Tywin in the field yeah. and fight him. And she's kind of just exasperated by the stone-headedness of men, the men around her particularly, who all want glory and gold and and honor for themselves, and there isn't really a prudent thought. She's worried about the trade uh, for potentially Jaime Lannister for any one of her daughters and where that may lead, what she could do there. She's worried about her daughters in general, their well-being. Brandon Rickon, there's been... Scarce but word. yeah, but se- essentially, this is all the same stuff that she's yeah. kind of done in each of the chapters before this. But yeah, so to break in, she's starting this one right off with seeing Edmure off. Yeah. He's leaving to meet Tywin in the field and taking all the able-bodied men right out of River Run with him. And Cat thinks that uh, she has a larger host than him, though hers is a host of doubts and fears, like. Yeah, once again, weird flex, but okay. Yeah, once again, she's she's just very doubtful of Edmure as a, a man, as a strategist, as a leader, as a commander, anything like that, which she expressed in her previous but chapter. But she's a good sister here because he says, you know, tell father I go off to make him proud, and she's like, he is proud of you. I and... did like the the what Edmure said right after there though, with the I plan to make him proud of something more than just my give birth. him a reason other than birth. Yeah, get, yeah, make him proud of me, which. 
is is actually the motivation for a lot of the men in this Absolutely. book. Is the fathers probably all the best cowboys have daddy issues, <laughs> and so yeah, Brienne is looking miserable beside her, and Cat's like, no doubt she wishes she was riding right along with them. Well, I think it's kind of fucked here because she does. It does say that you know, Cat had made had a bunch of clothes made to her size, yeah, things that dresses, would fit her. nice, more pretty things to a lady. But she would much rather sit here in in these armors and then in this garb. But like, if you put her in those dresses. You're just going to talk way... Like, Catelyn, of of all people, is the biggest shit talker on Brienne and how she looks. You put her in these gowns and these dresses and try and dress her up like something that she's not. She doesn't want to be, necessarily. I mean, I'm sure there's yeah, parts yeah, yeah. of her that do want to be that lady, but... Um, I don't know. I And I can't tell... Plus, it was just a chapter ago that Brienne swore to protect her life and yeah. defend her. Like... She needs to wear armor and a fucking sword to do that. Like, That's what I'm Gowns thinking, like, and dresses aren't going to help. Like, I understand sort of where Kat's desire is coming from. Brienne is breaking the mold. She's a glitch in the Matrix. She doesn't fit the formula. So, like, put on a dress, please. You're fucking... You're, you're tripping disturb- me out, You're disturbing bitch. my sense. <laughs> like, what purpose does then her oath that she swore yeah, to you exactly. serve, Kat? And so, yeah, Kat is being this weird, hypocritical... But she, Brienne, obviously refused to wear the dresses right, and, yeah, and yeah. having that. Keeps and she asked, "What do we, what do we do now, my lady? Like now that they've all." Well, uh, I thought an important oh, thing yeah. we got uh, that Sir, just Sir Desmond Grell had been left to command and He's defend Castellan, the folk left in the castle. Yeah, uh, and all that's left are the old, the infirm, mm-hmm. the weak, and the and, boys and women. And uh, yeah, so Brienne asks what they'll do now, and Kat just says, "Our duty." Yeah, she goes on this. This is why I, I put that she goes on a tangent about here. how she's always just, done. That's her it. Duty. it. Like it's like two pages. She's right. Her duty. Yes, absolutely. Um, she spe- brings up Brandon and yep, Ned. And how Littlefinger, she never even gave a second glance when she, her father had given her to Brandon. And she claims it was for which, her duty. Ag- which I think, again, is an interesting little slip in that she never said goodbye to Littlefinger. And, like, that's it. That's pretty much what she said. She, as she, uh, but Lord Hoster ordered her not to because... He didn't want her near her, right. near him near her, his daughters anymore because exactly. he impregnated one, and so it's again that little touch of the tansy thing yeah, just yeah, slipped there. in there. He's been... And then Cat doesn't even realize yeah. it. Like it's it's there, but she's just like, no, yeah. Yeah, and then when Brandon died, marrying Ned, and then... Bobby B's war, and now I to pose this to you, she says, you know, and when uh, when Ned left and brought back his bastard, you know, she cared for Ned, but. She claims she does. She's going on this huge thing about doing her duty, but wouldn't part of her duty being showing some love and remorse for that child who doesn't have a mother? Apparently not to her. And that's what I think is insane. Like you're you're going on and on about your duties, but you ignored this glaringly huge one that you well, just. Well, she later goes no. on later in this chapter goes on to think how odd men respond to With their the bastards. bastards. Yeah, I mean it's not just men there, Callan. Like you have ostracized this boy because of his mother and you have no idea who you literally say, say it. In it, this could sh- it could be a Chardin or she could be some yeah. dead person and knows? us believing that we believe it's Lyanna Stark as we do as the fandom does you should absolutely care for this if she knew if Kat knew that she would love this boy well that's exactly if, if she, she knew it was Ned Stark's sister and Ned it was his fuck nephew but he woman, couldn't yeah, tell like... she would dote on John as Ned does but because there's this infidelity hanging between yeah. it that Ned Stark, the honorable Ned Stark, broke his honor one time and slept with another woman, and that was it. He He's broken his honor nowhere else except with their marriage, and I get that dagger yeah, for Kat. Yeah, yeah. I get it where 
he couldn't keep his vows for me, but he keeps them for everything else. Right. And so Kat has this fucking chip on her shoulder toward John. And so, yeah, she doesn't see it as her duty. No, yeah. that's his bastard. That's his duty. And I just, as his wife, and you it's would crazy. Think, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The lady of, so it's funny that she just breezes right which over that. I, and I can't remember one of my favorite scenes in the show is Kat talking to Rob's wife from the show. When about, she's making the thing. Uh, uh, when she's making the protection for the kids. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if that is a scene taken from the books, but if it is... I don't think it is. That's one I'm looking forward to because uh, that conversation about John I thought was great in yeah. the show. But... So anyway, she does end up finding herself at the Sept. Yep. And her in the steps sept... took her to the Sept. Yeah, her She's steps. just wandering. Which yeah. seems to be a very common thing for her because it ha- she needed to go to the yep. Sept uh, before she... Before she, or no, it was after she met with the Baratheon brothers. She went down to the set, mm-hmm. and she's—I mean, she's just always there. So yeah. she she kneels at the warrior. It's and, crowded. Yeah, it's a lot, and she thinks a lot of people need prayer as I do. Mm-hmm. Like it's—it's mm-hmm. it's a comfort. And so she lights a candle at the warrior for Edmure and for Rob. Hell yes, yeah, she does. And she's kind of just saying her prayer when the Septon at River Run comes walking. A Septon, yeah, yeah. She does I, not know him. He's nope. young, and he's—he's he's not unlikable. He does his job well. He's—he gives a, a, a decent sermon, but. She starts thinking of Sir, uh, Septon Osmond, yep. and I believe that was the Septon at River Run before this guy, not yeah, the long, one. He's uh, long yeah. dead. And she just kind of wishes he was there for her to relay the story of what happened he to Renly. He would have listened, at least, yeah. to... Given what he thinks. And not just immediately have... dismissed it, I think, is what she's saying. He would sit there, and I, I can picture this conversation of, like, the elderly, kindly old man who's just well, kind of like, yes, yes or... child, mm-hmm. like, you know, I understand these things are frightful here let me put your mind at ease by giving you a logical explanation that's kind of what cat's saying here is he'd be able to explain it out to me to a to where i could get some fucking grasp on mm-hmm. it yeah which then gets her reflecting on all the people that have kind of helped guide and raise her throughout her life uh, the blackfish her father the uh, sir um, ned. osmond yep. ned and all these guiding men in her life which you know she's a strong chick like she it's it's Kind of sad to see her sitting here thinking that she's completely lost without them. Who do I? Who do I do my duty for now? Like, what do I? Where do I go? What do I do next? They always seem to know everything, but now it is only me, and it seems I know nothing. You know nothing, Callan. Sorry. Yeah. Not even my duty. How can I do my duty if I do not know what it is? And so, yeah, her knees ached as she stands, and she feels no wiser as she rose to leave, thinking. Maybe she'll go visit the gods' woods and pray to Ned's gods because they were older than the seven. And at this point, it, she's just desperate. Fucking anything, hear my plea to save my children, fucking end this war, yeah, yeah. yada, yada. So outside, Ryman the Rhymer is sitting by the brew house singing in front of a crowd of Lord Derrimond at the Bloody Meadow. And as Brienne pauses to listen, uh, some run the, some boys run past, and they're flailing at each other with sticks and count, and just thinks, why do boys love war? Love to play, play at war. war. Yeah. And Brienne then says that fighting is better than waiting. You don't feel so helpless. And Catelyn reminds her that knights die in battle. And Brienne says... So right before that, they had, they had a conversation about singing yeah. as well, which yeah, I yeah. just thought was something interesting in, in Brienne's story to bring up that... Um, she mentions because Raymond is there that Evan Hall, the the you know her castles keep always had a bard there, a singer, and that she lo- she loved it. Like she learned all the songs by heart. I'm pretty sure this is that's later. Is it? 
Yes. My bad, dog. Yeah, that's so, way, that's the other time at the at the dinner. Yeah. Never mind. Forget that, yeah. people. I yeah, just not yet. She, it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, uh, yes, the knights die in battle, and Brienne says that ladies die in childbed, but no one sings songs about them. And Katja says that children are a different sort of battle, and I really like that. Not banners and everything. But I, I I saw it as uh, until you are a mother. No, until much, you yeah. are a mother. But she had it pretty justified. Like yeah. she has good reasons for it, not just a Karen throwing her uh, <laughs> face around. So later that day, Maester Vyman brought a letter, and she was hoping it was from Rob or even Sir Roderick from Winterfell. But it was from Lord Meadows, who had named himself Castellan of Storms and declared Courtney Penrose dead and said that the gates had been opened to Stannis, and all inside had sworn their swords, and none had suffered any harm. And Catelyn just thinks, save for Sir Courtney himself. Poor Sir Courtney. But she decides Rob must know at once and asks if it is known as to where he is. Yeah, they don't really have the greatest of ideas, but... Meister Vyman's pretty sure that if he sends a uh, raven to was it Ashmark, that they can get a rider from Ashmark to go to him in the field. And, and last was heard, he was marching toward the crag, the seat of House Westerling, Yay. where he's going to meet his wifey. This is it. The downfall. This is, this made me pause. This made me say, skirt, skirt, skirt. Because, full spoiler reread, you've been warned. This is Red Wedding stuff here with Jane yeah. Westerling. Uh, as we know, Tywin supposedly is poking and prodding River Run. Yeah. But do you think that this is all a ruse to deal with something up there? Like, let me act like I'm focused on taking River Run and attacking River Run while I'm well, that's, planting uh... the seed of Jane Westerling up here and doing the whole Rob getting married fucking... So you say that's Tywin's plan? Because is what... The... Yeah, do you think Jane Westerling is a plant to fuck Rob's army over? Oh, like that she was actually placed... Oh, shit. Um, Westerling is yeah, a yeah, Lannister. Lannister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's... I don't know, because they're, they're conquering Westerling. Like, well, it's like, not... So and it, so it's I'm not her... saying I buy this theory that West, Jane Westerling is a, like, tool to bring yeah, Rob yeah. down but it is a theory that she's you know a plant nefariously a plant yeah but we get a lot of mention of Tywin's movements here and yeah. so if this is a plan by Tywin how the fuck is he executing it like is he in the field just sent because we know he's supposed to be marching southeast by the end of the chapter Cat places him at the head of the Blackwater right. Rush so we know he's heading to King's Landing to help no, defend yeah. Stannis against Stannis but if he's that far south how is he sending, you know, riders and is it? I don't think Tywin's, he, he, that was the plan from the start. Cause that's why the mountain was placed where he was. That's why all those forces, like he had lined this up before he left Harrenhal, right. I think. Right. So he knew where all those attacks were going to be. He didn't necessarily have to be there, but he was there in case they, when they curled up their fingers into a fist and punched through that he could follow through with the rest of the forces if able but i don't think it is her being a plant or anything like that yeah, 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 yeah. because again like you said the westerlings are a lannister house uh or lannister bannerman yeah. in there and rob is going into conquer there we know that they're kind of burning that area like they were like the lannisters right. were doing to the riverlands he takes and an i'm arrow. pretty sure she exactly she helps she nurse him to help yeah. and it's not a it's so is it an opportunist where like haha he married a westerling we've because there's, there's 
I don't know. There's just it's it's fucking Chekhov's gun. There's no way Rob Stark marrying a Westerling doesn't come back to shoot the fucking Starks in the back of the head. Absolutely. Be that I don't think that that is only at the Red Wedding. I feel like there's more to Jane Westerling that we've yet to find out. Well, I mean, whether I, that's the Pup of the North theory, because she lives right. She she does at the Red Wedding. She gets taken captive she's with Edmir, right? Or she's not. The, the oh, that's Red right. Wedding. She's in uh, Red. Yeah. Wedding. So she is. Um, that's right. One of the GNC things. Yeah, is that yeah, yeah. She could be carrying Rob's shot. And so no, I just I don't think that she's. I mean, I definitely think she's playing a major role because, again, I'm a big fan of the GNC. Yeah. I definitely think that she's going to be playing some roles, but I think it's purely the because the phrase are known to be double crossers and opportunists themselves. As soon as anybody hears that that it occurred, then yeah, then uh, Walder Frey is going to be sending out messages, or again. Tywin's yeah. contacting him immediately then. And so I don't think it was a pre-planned so you think, thing. So like, Tywin learned about it and, like, leveraged that? Like, sure. Especially my when, to the, the mother of Jane Especially Westerling with and, the amount of phrase and half-phrase that are out there to ugh, spread that like kind of news. Ticks. I mean, that's how many phrase are in Rob's yeah, yeah, army, yeah. how many of them are there that are contacting, when, you know. Yeah, so. I just, I definitely was like, all right, we're getting to the house. Now, as cool as he is, I don't... Redding is starting to be built and plotted. Yeah, I don't and, think Tywin is the master of fucking no, strategy. I agree. So, like, I, agree. I don't think he's thought that I think that there far would be ahead. way too much happenstance for him to be able to get. Exactly. Because he didn't know Rob was going to be attacking the West. Well, that's it. He needs to... They passed, snuck through on the goat trail. Yeah, like, exactly. He would have had to somehow reach out to that specific town and say, hey, if he attacks you and he takes an arrow, then put her on him. So yeah. that, like, it's... No, I don't think so. So Kat says, yeah, send a letter to Ash and Mark and send a rider out after him, see if we can find him. And after Vyman leaves, uh, she mentions Edric Storm to Brienne. She's like, yeah, there was no, no mention, mention of the bastard. And she's not really sure why Stannis wanted him in the first place. And, and then she kind of comes to that conclusion. Well, the Brienne describes him. She's like, yeah, yeah, he was comely, handsome, similar to Renly. A lot of people mistook, mistook him for Renly's son. Yeah, with the black hair. And, and the, Kat's that, like, Renly took after Robert. That's what Stannis wants. He wants to parade him. When yeah. really, I'm pretty sure this is he, his want he is for the, the king's, king's blood, blood yeah. for the the, uh, the blood magic to kill the king. Catelyn is one of two people on the planet who have like witnessed Stannis' use of the dark powers, and yet she's still willing yeah. to describe it away as I want. he wants to parade him to prove Joffrey's Well, what's hereditary. almost funny is that that was Stannis' original plan, yeah. was to get Edric yeah, yeah, and do yeah, yeah. that. And then all of a sudden, the, the blood magic, the shadows started popping up and killing people. And we don't learn for a bit, technically, but full spoiler, that it's the king's blood in these rituals that is causing it. So they get Edric and... So, is Stannis, like, an allegory for an addict? Is he addicted to it at this point, you think? About having that loaded gun of I can send a shadow deep beaming out in the world to... I don't think so. You don't? He... Mm-mm. Well, because... He fucked up, and I, like, I love... St- Stannis fucked up by not listening to Davos and going and attacking King's Landing when he said... No, absolutely. He did that for the King's blood. Fuck what Cat says here. He did it for the King's blood. He doesn't care about parading Edric Storm. I mean... Yes, he does, but the, what the men... But he knows that's fickle. He wants the king's blood because he's seen it work now. And so 
I think he's addicted to See, it. I, don't, I think he's I don't addicted agree. to that loaded gun. Of, I think it's not Now that. Penrose has worked. Renly has worked. It's Because the, the plan wasn't, I mean, he needed Edric, but the, the idea for him, and I took him at his word and still think that that's accurate, it was for Storm's End. He couldn't leave because the he defeat. would be defeated. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't think it has to do with want, needing to use that magic because he's so drained. He has the nightmares. He doesn't like it. Well, that's, it's a means to an end. I mean, that's why? an Yeah, who knows? He's so drained. I don't think it's... A, an addiction thing. I think it's he's drained from the magic. He's using it because it will accomplish what he needs and it's proven to be successful. Yeah. But I don't think he likes to use it. I think if he liked to use it, then Shireen would have been dead a long time ago. Uh, see, I, I think there's a difference between I think Davos. But that's, uh, but that's you know, it. An, an addict doesn't start by stealing from their family on day one. It's a slow build. It's a slow build to no, let's wait here and let me take Storm's End Yes, I'll pepper it with these sweet I can't be defeated because men fear me thing. But really, I I, I want my fix. I want well, this. Well, that and he drags his feet with that drink to where Davos is able to get him out of there. Because Stannis is a man of convictions. He's but he's he he's acting like an addict. He he defends he uh, he justifies his actions. I mean, I'm not saying he's not making he, similar he drag, things, but I don't think he he's drags an his for feet. Addiction. Well, no, I don't think Martin is legit saying like, oh, he's but. I, I think Stannis is treating Melisandre's power and what she can provide him sort of like an addiction, where this Edric Storm thing especially just seemed to be a mistake to me. And Yeah, I just don't think he's doing it nearly as often. It's only the two times. It's only the two so times, I don't think but it's, it's and still... It's, and how much time do we span? Like, I don't see it as an addiction at I, all. I, 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 I think it is. I think it's a power thing. Mm. I mean, as, as good as and, you know, true as Stannis is, I want him to be the king. I think that this is. The I think he's bad in, in other in ways. Him, I just but... don't. Yeah, I don't think it's anything. I don't think it's anything well, to no do with addiction. You think. Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Kat says that those who favor Stannis will call it proof. Those who favor the Lannisters will call it bullshit, and that's pretty much where it'll end. And she thinks of her own children. How most seem to favor the Tully more than the Stark, except for Arya. Except for Arya. Oh, also. And the bastard. But he was never mine, so. But she finds herself thinking of Jon Snow's mother. Does she grieve for Ned as I do? Or did she hate him for leaving her bed for mine? Does she pray for her son as I pray for mine? They were uncomfortable thoughts and futile. If Jon was born of Ashara Dane of Starfall, as the whispers claimed, she was long dead. Or else it made no difference now. Ned was dead, and all of his secrets along with him. (sighs) <sighs> man, that's a hard one. I but... love the Ashara Dane yeah. fucking red herring in there, man. Of just, it makes so much sense that it would be Ashara Dane, and... and that, and just the you know because she doesn't want to believe that it's she's able to put a name to it. I think I think her being able to put a name to this woman. Is makes it that much worse. Well, then yeah, you have the the woman picture yeah, yeah. of, and so yeah, it's it's very. It's a very good plant by Martin to fucking mm-hmm. draw you over that and way. And then but that, that Ned that, was dead, and his secrets yeah. along with him is just a goddamn yeah. yeah just if, dig that knife. If Ned could just sit down with his family and be like, "All right, here's the here's the hips, yeah, like, here's the haps." And like, fuck. could you? I feel like Catelyn would like look John in the eye and just, "My bad." Yeah, yeah, my no, bad. Yeah, I think it would. My bad. I think it'd break her where she'd be like, "I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I couldn't." I couldn't love you because I didn't understand, yeah, I didn't. and now I do, and get in here, My bro. bad, yeah. my bad. But that's when she starts thinking of bastards. Yeah. And like you had mentioned earlier, how the 
how men are so weird when it comes to their reactions towards bastards like Courtney Penrose refusing to give up Storm's end and Sir Edric and Edric Storm for dying for Ned him. And was it's not even fiercely his. protective fiercely. of John. But on the other hand, recently she had received a letter from Roose Bolton, who was saying that he is marching on Harrenhal. As he was commanded, yeah. And while they see that it's going to be a difficult task, they will take it. He assures them he will take it. If I must kill every living soul within to make it so. If nothing else but to correct the crimes of his bastard who was slain by Sir Roderick. and A fate he no doubt earned, Roos wrote. Ramsay's nature was sly, greedy, and cruel, and I am well rid of him. And he even states that his true-born sons would not be safe with him alive. So, one, my question is... Does Roos know? Does Roos know? Mm, I don't... I don't know. It's really hard to say. Here. I don't so, think so. I also don't think so just yet. I think that because he's sly and because he knows what I he think looks he's like, like, yeah, sure, I'm whatever. well rid of him. Cool. But at the and same then time, when like, he finds out later, he's like, oh, all right, all we right. got the Lannisters with us. Yeah. I can use this. Yeah. Like, all right, good, good. Yeah. Like, if that's how it but is. But as we know, full spoiler, Ramsay is not dead. He switched with Reek and is playing the part of Reek at Winterfell, who Sir Roderick didn't want to kill because he saw all the shit that Ramsay did quote-unquote, and so he'll be able to, like, testify against the bastard's crimes, but we know that that is actually Ramsay, who disguised himself as Reek, so... But she's interrupted by from her thoughts here, uh, and yep. thinking about that letter by Sir Desmond Grell's squire. I love this moment, because this kid just burst in, and he's like, my lady! And she's like, alright, take a breath, and then say it. And, like, it's just such a humanizing, yeah, like, such she, a mom She, like, grabs him by the she's, elbow. She's like, now walk with me. Yeah, she's so What's chill happening? and calm. Like, she's like, all right, breathe. Like, catch your breath. Now fill me in. And he says that there are Lannisters. Uh, some, uh, a column of armored men flying a purple unicorn under the line of Lannister. And she thinks some son of Lord Brax. And, and yeah, as nobody. they're climbing up, she recalls that one of the sons had come to River Run to ask for her or Lysa's hand. And her father denied them, and she's wondering if it's that same son now coming to attack. But as they climb the battlements, the squire tells her that Tywin's main strength is well to the south, so they are still far from danger. And that these are just some outriders kind of just poking through. Yeah, so they get to the Watchtower and Cat can see for miles, and even so, only the nearest ford is visible. Edmure had left its defense to Sir Jason Malister. And there were no more than 50 Lannisters milling about the area kind of awkwardly. And then they spread out in a long line and made a brave show of crossing the water before Jason Malister's men. Yeah, just fucking. She hears Brienne mutter, no. She's like, she's in it. She's calling it. Like when it's happening, she's like watching. She's like, now's where they're attacking. Yeah. Boom. Yep. Down. And then not too long goes by before they start seeing some of the Lannister's bodies floating down It's hard to see. They can't really see anything, but they they begin to hear hear horses scream and some clash of steel on steel. But yeah, then soon the first dead man drifted past their walls, pulled by the current. The Lannisters regrouped and then galloped back the way they had come. See ya! And there's shouts and whoops calling at them from the walls, but Desmond is thrilled. He's like, fuck yeah! Yeah, he's, he's telling, you know, everyone that the host or Tully would be up here fucking dancing if he could see this shit, like, get them, boys! Yeah. But Kat's like, no, he wouldn't. He's so... never gonna dance again. <laughs> but uh, she says they're gonna come again. 
and Tywin has twice Edmure's number, and Desmond's like, bitch, numbers don't matter, we got the river, the river will hold them, and she's like, I pray you're right, dude. And so, uh, as Catelyn drifts off to some sleep before she gets awoken by the next attack, we're going to convene our small council and just give you the details on our stuff. Yeah, the usual stuff, so we'll see you on the other side. This is the small council that never ends. I hope that's not true. Yeah, me too. It could go on forever. What's up, dudes and ladies? And... Anything in between? Anything in between, yeah, you know, yeah. Whatever. What's going on? This is just where we're, we want to get you our socials, let you guys know where you can write us in, send us your inductees, thoughts, feelings, opinions, whatever you feel like sending us. We are all over the socials. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at carstark 92 Nate is on Twitter at Manners Without, which also happens to be the Instagram. And those are the only two that actually match. The rest are all Valid. something else. Um, we do have, our YouTube is pretty prominent. You can go on there, search Brotherhood Without Manners. We pop right up. Hey, you know we, what? Head over to YouTube if you want some really interesting fucking discussion, because it's popping over there. Yeah, so speaking of, on our last Catlin episode, we got some some chatting done from Stephanie, and she was just talking about cat calling the small, small folk useless mouths Savage. is quite merciless, which makes me think of, a, of Mother Merciless, another name for Stoneheart, which a complete inversion of Gentle Mother Font... Sorry, I'm... Um, Gentle Mother Font of Mercy. Thank you. My eyes blurred Gentle out a little bit. Mother yeah. God, I love Kat's character and how incredibly layered and human she is. Sorry, Nate, butchered that, but I applaud it. I love it. I did not actually. The the uh, Lady of Stone is yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking great and a great little simile there for her savagery, yeah, toward the small folk. And Boom. it said, does that carry over to. Stoneheart is the interesting part. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Stephanie, for chatting with us on YouTube. Yeah. So we also have our Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Brotherhood Podcast. That's where we usually just send some updates, let everybody know when the new episodes are out and how often you can find them. Every yeah. Monday and Thursday, because we never say it, and True. so we're starting to do that now. Or uh, one of the easiest ways to make sure that we see what you are writing to us is to just email us at withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That's where uh, we get most of our inductees, and we both, Nate and I, check it pretty hourly. So. Yeah, pretty regularly. Yeah, uh, you can yeah. definitely reach us there. We also have a Patreon. Yeah, Patreon, which has a couple different levels of tiers. The highest level grants you early access when I'm able to get early access to episodes. It gives you all the Patreon-only episodes, the Winds of Winter sample chapters. We have one left, which we are recording uh, I think tomorrow mm. night, so the day this actually comes out or something I'm like that. I'm fucking hyped for it. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet chapter, Tyrion 2 of Winds of Winter. You can also get access to the private Facebook group. Oh, shit. And it's pretty cool over there. You it's get poppin'. some uh, early announcements. Uh, the Facebook group was privy first to our appearance on Isle of Faces in the Sporkle Challenge. We had because they get the secret the secret missives, you yeah, know? They're in on the council They're meetings. just super fucking cool, and we just ha- we're having a great time in there, so uh, you should want to be a part of it because it's just dope you know so if you could leave us a rate review do that wherever apple podcasts on spotify you can't leave reviews but you know go listen to us there go to google podcasts uh pod chaser you know there's a million different places leave us a review if we find it we'll read it we appreciate it we love you get back to catlin's chapter just remember to Stay inside until the government says not to. Oh, yeah, don't die from COVID. We don't decide when the quarantine is over. They they do. They Just wash your hands. And wear a mask, man.
stop. Right there. Cool, and that's how we're starting oh, this. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that night, the raiders, the Lannisters came again, and Kat had commanded that she be awoken at once if the enemy returned, and shortly after midnight, she was. So wrapped in a bedrobe, she climbed to the roof of the keep, and from there she could see everything. It's like waking up in the middle of the night on a day you forgot mm-hmm. was like a, a holiday, 4th of July, yeah. or New Year's, and you go out and there's like fucking fireworks, and you're like wrapped in a blanket at midnight, like, yeah, man, this is cool. Only it's people being murdered yeah. in, in, in the middle of the night. Absolutely. But, you Good know, time. by bonfire. America. America. Yeah, that definitely sounds, sounds like an American yeah, tradition. Definitely. So watchfires had been lit all along the banks, so if the Lannisters thought they were using darkness, fuck out of here Get with that shit. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. And a few Lannisters, as they begin crossing, are immediately lost in the water, pulled under, and just swept away. And Malister Bowman sent out a storm of arrows, which Kat, in the firelight, thinks is just one of the oddliest, beautiful things she's ever seen. This just swarm that comes over. And now I just hear, America. <laughs> the, it's just the it's bombs bursting. <laughs> uh, I also just want to point out, Julian, who gave us an inductee for this chapter, pointed out that this uh, reminded him, and me as well, of the season eight, episode three yeah. um, episode part where the arrows fly in the darkness uh, of the Battle of Winterfell and how cool that was and I thought it was very similar to that I was thinking more of Blackwater um, the way that the the water is here and I'm gonna fucking slap you <laughs> with that shit um, I forgot what I was saying yeah good uh, the arrows over Blackwater when they're shooting out over the water towards the boats from yeah. the castle just that similar image of the the light and the water well and mine arrows. and Julian's is better yeah what so, else is new <laughs> when the fighting ended uh, and the foemen had retreated back into the night, Catelyn thinks. A small victory, yet a victory nonetheless. Yeah, and as she's descending down the stairs of the, the battlements turret that she was on, she starts talking to Brienne, asking, like, so what the fuck happened out there? He's just fingering us, my lady. Oh, my God. You've been holding that all day. He's, he's just fing- that, that's just his fingertip, my lady. He's just brushing can you, us. Can you feel it? So she explains that Tywin right now is probing. Yes, he with- is. With his forces to check for weak points in the wall. Julian and... said I can't make fisting jokes anymore. <laughs> so you're going to so... make fingering jokes well, instead? Well, Brienne's providing the ammo. All right. So <laughs> she yeah. does have big, th- thick knuckles. Thick too. knuckles. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tywin, yeah, Tywin is, uh, she says, probing for a weakness. He's checking for weak spots, and if he can't find one, he's going to curl those fingers into yes. a fist and make one. I just really liked her metaphor yeah. there that. He's, those are. This was just his finger, but my then lady, and he's just brushing. It kind of breaks my heart in the same because she's she's confident that she's like, nah, this is what he would do. And then she's like, eh, she shrugs and she, and then she like kind of just gets like, abashed yeah. and like I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Like, and it's like, no, Brian, you're right. That's that's what Tywin's doing. He's trying to fucking find the weakest, least defended spot on the river. And fucking break yeah. through. And so that doesn't get confirmed just yet. The next morning, because that's pretty much where they end that, yep. Cat uh, wakes up and hunts down Euthrides, Wayne. Wayne. And she orders him to have some wine sent to Cleo's fray. Fuck yeah, get him get that drunk. boy swifty. She wants his tongue loosened when she visits him later. Mm. I hate your Y'all, face. I hate your face <laughs> right now. They're doing it. So... Uh, not long after she had ordered that, a rider arrived from Lord Jason Malister reporting of another victory further up, as well as the victories of Sir Carl Vance, who had turned away a bunch of different uh, Further routes. six miles yeah. south from there. Yeah, and she yeah. begins to think that perhaps Edmure was wiser than I knew. All of his captains agreed to his battle plans. Now, I think that this is important, not just for Edmure and Catelyn, but part of when she was 
talking about how she doesn't have those men to follow. Like, hey, first of all, you don't you don't need no man. <laughs> you, mm, no, she. Rob is like as she's mentioned repeatedly. He's making decent decisions. He's got strong men around him. He's got advisors. I'm advising him, but I'm not trusting his decisions. Edmure, it's just, and that's all I think it is. She's seeing it as her son and her little brother. Yeah, and she she's finally questioning that. Not that I think there's anything wrong with her questioning some of their decisions, and you know that's definitely what helps prevent you from making stupid decisions is question them all. But doesn't mean you can't think that they're capable of at least making a decision. Doesn't it? Isn't this Edmure's fucking up though? Oh yeah, absolutely. Edmure's a fucking idiot. The stone mill was yeah, a yeah. fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah, no, she's right. Like, and I hate that she's questioning because she says my bro- little my brother is not the little boy I remember no more than Rob is. And like, I understand the sentiment that she's thinking there of like I can't think of Rob as this boy. Yeah. Same thing with Edmure, but Edmure's a fucking idiot. Oh yeah. Edmure's a he really fucking is an idiot. idiot. Yeah. And and this is wrong. <laughs> he took he took men from the fucking twins that were let like yeah no. This is not a good moment. These victories are not fucking great. Well, that victories. gives them the gives the phrase the opportunity to now plot against them once they hear of the Westerling. So and this is as a big we'll part learn from Rob, he wants them to break through and right. get trapped. Exactly. And now they can go and help fucking defend King's Landing. Yeah, now they can't. Like mm-hmm. it, it fucks everything up. This is stupid, and this is what fucking pissed me off about this chapter. Because they pretend like it's a happy fucking chapter, but it's fucking stupid, and everything that is fucking said in this chapter is fucking stupid so, strategically. I am wonderfully thrilled now because we finally got to the heart of the problem. <sighs> Who, Mr. Zack here claimed he hated Catelyn's chapter. It's just more Edmure rage. It's just He's just Edmure. got more Edmure rage. Edmure He's just rage. fucking livid about the fact that That's Edmure's doing is. stupid shit once again. No, because now we're getting into my favorite part of the chapter, which is the talk with Cleos, right? Well, now you're and all hyped up because you Edmure rage. Fuck Edmure. His though. adrenaline's fuck. No, Edmure fucked up here. I... I was just pointing out the like she no she, she definitely refuses, she she's looking for you know those men to to help lead her but, but she she's needs, willing to re- refusing to allow a man to to lead grow her, to and, help her yeah. or become that leading position and I, I think it's just to go it shows really the dynamics of the character how yeah, complex she, she needs is to see but Rob the king and the man and right, Admir the dumbass the lord the man. technically like but. Yeah, no, he's making poor decisions because he wants to make Daddy proud. Yeah, I mean, like, I get your motives, dude, but fuck. <laughs> so she waited until evening because she wanted him to be good and drunk before she called on Sir Cleos. And as she enters, he immediately falls My to lady, his knees. I knew nothing, please. I didn't know. The imp said he needed a Lannister and she's escort. Like, Rice. And says, I know no grandson of Walder Frey would be an oathbreaker. And then Unless thinks, it served a purpose. Uh, like Loki Shade. And then tells <laughs> her, uh, so she's like, yeah, you brought peace terms. What are they? And he tells her. And she's like, these are, uh, she's pleased to see how unsteady on his feet he is. He's yeah, clearly he's drunk. Wobbly. But she, when he tells her, she's like, these are no fucking terms at all. Except, and then she asks, if Tyrion had sworn the return of Arya and Sansa for Jamie, if he had sworn it in front of witnesses yeah sir cleo's phrase like he swore in front of all the court and then she even mentioned cersei and as you recall every our listeners here cersei was out with the flu yeah uh forced flu by Tyrion because he he poisoned her and gave her the shit so that he could make these claims and do what he was doing that day so she's like yeah but rob wouldn't have it and she knows it and she and rightly so jamie is dangerous to have free and not worth Arya and sansa but she asks if sir cleo saw the girls and if they're all right 
and she immediately sees that he is fumbling yeah. for a lie. He's trying. He's trying. She's like, motherfucker, you completely surrendered your peace rights when you, you know, made an attempt. When this bullshit happened. Like, yeah. so I, I can hang you right now. And she says, believe that. Like, she's like, I'll have you hanging from the walls. Believe that. Believe. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah, shit. you best believe that. Don't even fuck. I love it. And then she's like, have you seen my daughter? She asks him again. And he says, I did see Sansa the day, that day in court. She looked a little drawn, withdrawn, but okay. And she says, Sans- thanks, Sansa, but not Arya. That could mean everything or nothing. Yeah, because obviously Arya's, Arya's so wild that Cersei could just have her locked up constantly. Afraid you can't of keep, what she may shout yeah, do, in court. Say, yeah. or, you or know. they might have just outright killed her. Ba-da-da. But she pushed that thought away and then, uh, yeah, thinks on uh, Tyrion and the Queen Regent and thinks that Tyrion is... And I, I like it because she puts it together that he, he went from her prisoner at the Eyrie through the mountains of the Vale. She had no fucking idea how he survived that. And now he's sitting with more power than Cersei. Yeah, the queen region. Yeah. And she thinks he is too clever by half. But he did have no part in Ned's murder, at least. And he came to her defense when the clansmen attacked. Yeah, so I think it's funny also. She's contemplating trusting his word. Yeah, she's... Oh, since Game of Thrones, she said that Tyrion is too clever by half. Mm-hmm. That exact phrase. He's too clever by and half. And now she saw his fucking meteoric rise and that's to it. power. After seeing the way that he he did come to her aid, and he was so vehement in his, I didn't have anything to do with your son, like in the, the dagger, and then obviously not even being present for Ned's death, and yet here she immediately turns. It's Littlefinger's poison. And it's just that That's the dagger. Littlefinger's gift here mm-hmm. is the, the, the little distrust. drop of poison, the seed of distrust that he puts in people's mind that spreads. And she looks down at her scarred hands. His dagger's mark. The in the hands of a killer he hired to open Bran's throat. And she convinces herself he lied. And she stands up abruptly. The Lannisters are all liars and the dwarf is the worst of them. And she leaves. And uh, I love it because Cleos is like, uh, I, I, I know nothing of any lie. And she's like, right, you know nothing. And the leaves yeah. and mm-hmm. you know nothing. Yeah, yeah, I thought but that was funny too. But as she, uh, Brienne immediately is beside her, silent, and she eats late. What's... I, so there was this little line right there yeah. that kind of uh, stuck with me that she, she looked at Brienne and saw, you know, Brienne's kind of lucky right now because she doesn't have to have those womanly, motherly mm-hmm. worries. And I just think it's it's very fu- not funny. It's kind of sad that women are forced into that position. But she's almost jealous of Brienne right now, because Brienne is more man. Took this simple and route took this, of fighting. Yeah, and, being a yeah. man, not worrisome. And it's again like that. She didn't ever have that option. Children to try and do are that an kind entirely of stuff, different battle. Yeah, and yeah. it's. I just thought that was an interesting line that she yeah. mentions that. So. Yeah. They, she had a late dinner with her garrison to offer what encouragement she could, and Ryman the Rhymer sang all through it, ending with the song that he wrote about Rob's victory yeah, at Cross. Cross. And she thinks, let them have them so- their songs if it makes them brave. But this is when Brienne recalls yes, this a singer I... from her childhood with a beautiful voice that Brienne memorized. And she was from all... Lease, I think, or somewhere, somewhere like across that. the yeah, Narrow Sea. And uh, Brienne actually says she couldn't place the accent, but or the lo- words. Uh, when she, she was said. little, she used to memorize all the songs. And Catelyn's like, "Yeah, Sansa used to do that as well." I that that right there. That's the part that I think is very Brienne important. Is, to... Yeah, Brienne is a romantic. Brienne is Sansa. Yeah, if Sansa wasn't pretty, she like wants the stories to be true. She fucking 
th- women die in childbirth, but there's no songs about them. Right. Like, and, and then it, when she first meets Brienne at Renly's camp, like, she talks about the songs and dying mm-hmm. in a song. We'll die in a song and we'll live forever. Yeah, she's just this, like you said, a romantic. Yeah. She just wants this, she lives this childlike dream, like, of knights and honor. And she, it's, she's kind of the opposite side of the coin of the hound. It's, you know, they're they're basically the same person, but with different ideals. Yeah, two different extremes. And, yeah, and it's it's just, I just think it's super interesting that of all the parallels to make, Brienne and Sansa are just so close, mm-hmm. regardless of how terribly opposite their appearances are, their their ideals yeah, and what no, they I want. I mean, Brienne and, and Sansa are the Harry and Neville. Their stories could be identical yeah. if just for one little switch. And Brienne, I mean, she just physically armors herself, that, and that's that's her defense. Right, is right. She, I think, and I truly do believe, and I, I don't mean to take away from Brienne, but I believe Brienne wants to be swept off her feet oh, by absolutely. a knightly man who who thinks of her beauty and 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 toughness as something desirable, as the fact that she can be independent, and but I still think she wants that. To swoon a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Regardless she, of how much she fights that wand. Yeah, it she, is some... she does want to swoon, and I think that's the, the where the Jamie thing comes up is Jamie is gallant, is handsome, is everything the songs fucking say, sing about. Except for the honor know, as far as she knew. Except for the honor. Until she starts learning until about him. Until she it, learns but, yeah. about him. And so it's this interesting, yeah, Sansa and Brienne parallel that I've never really picked up before, yeah. but I love. But yeah, so Kat mentions that, or asks she if, starts asking did you sing ever sing for, for your father first? And she was like, oh, no, no, no. no like I, I have no voice for it. Yeah, yeah. and that's the same thing she tells Kat. And Kat keeps Kat. pushing, and it's like, well, you should sing for me. And it's like, Kat, she straight up said she doesn't fucking sing. And then yeah. Brienne gets like uncomfortable, and she's like, "Nah, can like, I have? I you, do this. I have your leave to leave?" And Cat's like, "Yeah, sure." So she leaves, and like, yeah, that was a weird exchange for me. Like Cat, like she didn't say she fucking sings, so why do you keep? But I digress. Anyway, Cat was sitting with her father when Edmure's messenger arrived. Yeah, three days later, it was what Brienne predicted. Yeah. But five days was when they received the letter from Edmure. The less uh, the look on the messenger's face said that the news was good. And he, as he kneels, handing her the letter, he says, "Victory, my lady." And she opens the letter and reads, and reads that Tywin had tried to force the crossing at a different dozen fords, a dozen different fords. Yes. Lord Lefford had been drowned. Strong Boar from Craig Hall had been captured. Adam Marbrand had been forced to retreat three times. Marbrand, get, fucking get out of there, bitch. But the Stone Mill was the fiercest battle. Uh, not the Stone Mill. Stone Mill. It's a location, not the Stone Mill. Yeah. Uh, Sir Gregor Clegane himself had led the assault, but was shattered by Edmure's reserve. Gregor himself had to retreat bleeding. Bleeding and horseless as yeah. a storm of arrows followed him back what across the river. What a fucking monster, man. And he just wrote that they'll sing songs about it. And, or uh, Basically, they can come and attack as much as they want. They shall not cross. And again, Desmond is over the fucking moon. Yeah, and he says that they should write they, songs and, he and says sing they songs write about songs. this. And Kat's like, there's no singing until the fighting's done. And this isn't over yet, brah. Like, but that night, she... Gives it to them and they celebrate. They, yeah, they, they open some casks and sing songs. The castle songs rang and... with sound, good sounds, yet Cat could not share in their happiness. And she goes up to her father's solar yes. and finds a map of the Riverlands mm-hmm. and begins, she finds the Red Fork and follows this it down. This is where she thinks that Tywin's probably made it to about the Blackwater Rush. Yep. And she thinks to herself, like, if we're winning all these victories. Yeah, the gods had granted them victory after victory. Stone Mill. 
at Oxcross in the Battle of the Camps, Whispering Wood. But. Yeah, if we are winning, why am I so afraid? Because she's got that intuition that they've got something wrong. Something's fucked here. Um, is it intuition or the fact that she's literally seen a shadow stab Renly Baratheon and I think, knows that that's a power that exists now? Um, I well, I think that's always going to play do into you, her stuff. How do you defeat? How do you combat that? Like, I I can't as a person in their world. I can't imagine yeah. the helplessness. Well, of that's that. an incomprehensible like, thing, especially like so. So be, that's that's why I'm I'm just kind of confused by why she's at like. Well, you're going to be lady, afraid for probably my, the next 30 my years. My lady, you have every fucking right to be afraid. Like, that could happen to you at any moment. At any moment, this shadow could just like, fucking step out of a room and yeah, be like, hey, you're She dead. believes it's Stannis, but she doesn't know the how, the why, the what. Like, yeah, there could be a shadow behind you that fucking stands. Like, that's a perfectly you logical You watched reason. nothing kill a man. You, you watched a shadow kill a like, man, yeah. That You have every right to be scared. I do think that the fear here specifically is coming from the fact that she's pouring over these maps. She's studying this and it's kind of clicking but not clicking. She's seeing that there's something going on. He's he's heading to King's Landing. Yeah. Like he I think that news of of Storm's End is kind of, you know, there with her subconsciously. Oh, Storm's End was gone. That means Stannis is heading to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. That means Tywin's going to go back that up. But it's not those words coming to her. It's her kind of seeing that's what's happening, knowing that that can lead to bad stuff. But like you said, Rob wanted him to get trapped. Can't happen now. Yeah. Because you stopped him from crossing the ford. Yeah. And um, the mill that ground the mountain down. Yeah. And What's, then, what a sweet song that'll be. Yeah, because then Harrenhal was also a big part of that. They had yeah. mentioned that it was going to be the part that Tywin went to go back to it after he left, but it was taken by Roose, and he couldn't. So then he's stuck. He's they stuck. can't go down yep. to King's Landing. They can't. And now you fucked that up. You fucked it all up, Edmure. So do you have an inductee? I do, and it is uh, Septon Osmond. Dope. The Septon that Cat would have gone to to talk about Renly and everything. Um, just because... I want, I think everybody needs that kind of person, but like, especially with with what she wants to go to him too. Like that would, I would have really liked to see that conversation, Absolutely. but like just the, the, I don't know. It's the, the, the loss that, that imparts in cat, that trusted person to go and bring this to, to unload this to, because she's walking around with someone who's seen it, but it's sort of that. Like you can't tell me what we saw any more than I can tell yeah, you. What he we is saw. basically her Maester Louis, and yeah, so he would just be that sage outside advice that she could go to, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it just with how, uh, especially with this last bit, that I feel like that would be a question she would ask him. Yeah, if yeah. we're winning, why am I so afraid all the time? Like, what the fuck's going on? So yeah, Septon Osmond for being Sweet. in heavy and cat's thoughts this chapter. After respects, rest in peace, bro. Yeah, cool. yours. Uh, I'm gonna give mine to. Sir Desmond Grell's squire. The squire. Yeah, because that guy had to make all those trips up to let her know Victory, that he was shit. And he was all winded. He he, he busted his ass running out yeah, to yeah. tell her that news, and she even gave him a little break. He relayed all the information. He walked her safely to the battlements, and he was explaining the situation up there of how what she was seeing. This is what you're seeing. This is what's going on. So Desmond Grell's squire. Right. I don't know his name, so... I don't think he was named. I don't think he needs a name. Anyway, yeah, that's a good one. We did get an inductee from our favorite French fry, Julian, and he says, Ned was gone now, and his secrets had all died with him. Simple, 
You had effective writing. Hi, America. Hey. What up? That's about as uh, educated as we get with our hi. I want to point out the beautiful sight of fire, uh, of the fire arrows from the second battle there. It made me think of the start of the Winterfell battle against the Army of the Dead in Season 8, Episode 3, Intense. As for my inductee, I never thought I would choose him to join the Brotherhood, but to congratulate him for what appears to have been a good strategy so far. Oops. Admir. I've always thought of him badly because of the show where he was only a foolish loser. Uh, not only the show. But he got a few victories here, and I'm impressed. Of course, Red Wedding, hashtag Edmure Rage, etc. But I wouldn't think that much of him anyway. We'll have another dude to whip at the Brotherhood. Good day to you, sirs. Valar Forkaris. All right, so first of all, we're not brutal animals just whipping people. Jeez Louise, Oh, no, man. with Edm- Edmure we are. Oh, okay. yeah. all right, fuck you, Edmure. So, no, it's, it's a tough one to pick up on how... Um, impactful the wins quote unquote of this battle this are. is a brilliant writing strategy mm-hmm. you th- it's victory you're like victory. yes yeah, we great won. Won. We're, we're winning and there's still that overhanging cat angst cat, yeah. about the situation but you don't know why and then when rob reconvenes and it, tells you the plan of what he wanted of yeah. tywin getting caught and then you think about the implications of that he wouldn't make it to blackwater to intervene for stannis and yeah so we'll just uh, we'll just haze edmir for everybody that we've inducted inducted and then that'll be the purpose for him to be there to get everybody's hazing out of the but world. as always julian we appreciate your inductee even if it is edmir <laughs> everyone is welcome <laughs> no uh thank you for writing thank again you, we as always, always love hearing we from appreciate you appreciate it if you uh not if you you know where you can reach us yeah. if you want to send inductees uh if you would like to join us next episode we're going to be reading brand six jumping back up to winterfell to deal with some green sight and potentially some iron born nonsense that could be coming that way and so yeah, it's been a while since we've been up north yeah there, i'm excited so. for a good old brandy chapter brand brandy <laughs> and so yeah join us for that and then also uh patreon subscribers should be expecting the last of our winds of winter sample chapters to be coming out soon so look forward to that send yeah. us your inductees if for brand you six. haven't yet go check out uh isle of faces with sir buckley that. look for us on that sporkle spectacular episode f yeah uh, otherwise we will catch you on the next episode valar da harris peace